Hello, everybody. This is Andre, and you are on the Marketing Innovation Podcast Show. On today's episode, we have as a special guest, Aaron Zach, who is the founder of Revolving Mind Media, uh, which is a Texas-based agency specializing in athlete and sport marketing. And today we will look at both of these, as well as celebrity marketing, branding, and uh, really dig deep into these subjects. Hi, Aaron. How's everything going? Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, everything's going great. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's it's a pleasure, really. Uh, so you are tuning in from uh, the US, from Texas? I am in Dallas, Texas. N- no horses out in the back or anything like that. No cowboy hats, no horses. Just Oh, damn it, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for that. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I-, I think we'll do without the horses then. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? How How is your morning? How is the day? How is everything going uh, in Texas? It, it- it's been nonstop. Um, so right now, um, a lot of my athlete clients are in training camp. Um, so they're they're focused on the football field. So now I finally don't have my phone ringing every minute of every day from my clients where I could focus on a lot of the work right now. So, um, you know, I've been working from home during the, this crazy time, but everything's been really good. I can't complain. Business has grown um, and people are looking to leverage athletes on uh, social media platforms and things along those lines. So we've had uh, steady deal flow and uh, it's been, we're very, very fortunate. Very nice. I'm so happy to hear, uh, mainly since, you know, it's uh, this uh, weird time we're living in. <laughs> so very happy to hear about, uh, you know, a business like yours that is uh, doing well and you guys are growing. Congrats for that. And I can't wait to actually get into, you know, the subject of what you guys are doing. We're going to be discussing a couple of uh, case studies and ways that you have been working with uh, both athletes and personal brands as well as companies uh and i'm really really looking forward to these stories guys um that are tuned in uh make sure to stay all the way to the end because um we have a plan <laughs> of discussion that is really really exciting um but i think before going into the actual you know nitty-gritty of everything uh aaron tell us a bit more about you tell us about how you started and your early beginnings because i think it's a, a very inspiring subject and i think it's something that uh will help us build from when going to the that marketing sounds, stuff that sounds great no and i appreciate that uh, and I'm born and raised in Dallas. I grew up in the retail business. So um, men's apparel is the industry that I started in. And my father had his own um, a small business in the Dallas area um, for over 20 years. So, so I started when I was 11 years old, going to his store and just kind of learning the ins and outs and what it takes to communicate with individuals much older than me, um, looking people in the eyes and having true authentic conversations. So I started a, a lot earlier. Um, throughout middle school and high school, I was going to my father's clothing store and helping sell. Um, and this was everything from sports, sport coats down to socks and shoes. So really everything um, in the business was about 75% men's, 25% ladies. Um, so I developed a passion for sales. Um, but I also started seeing, you know, this was right around the time that businesses needed to get online and have a digital presence. So I was observing what a lot of competitors and individuals in the marketplace are doing at, at the time in the retail industry and really just trying to stay ahead of the curve on that. Um, but I had a passion for sports early, early on. So I knew I wanted to combine both of those worlds or passions of sales and marketing with the athlete driven mentality that I had. So I played sports up until ninth grade and then 
I didn't have the athletic ability to play on the football field. So I knew I needed to get on the football field a different way. <laughs> um, so I, when I was going applying for colleges, I was looking into sports management uh, majors. Um, I applied to two schools uh, and it chose the University of Texas at Austin um, to major in sports management with a minor in business. Um, while I was a freshman at UT, I got connected to one of the largest NFL agencies in the Southwest. That was actually the second largest. And I got a, an awesome internship opportunity. Uh, I was an unpaid intern for two years at that agency, but it gave me that opportunity that, hey, there were so many people trying to get into the sports industry because they like sports, but what? how are they making an impact in sports, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to really differentiate myself from every other individual in my sports management classes that all wanted to get into the sports world, but really didn't know how to. Um, and so I think a lot of what I was doing was it was focused on what I was previously taught um, and learned in the retail industry is building relationships and um, thinking a little bit outside of the box on how to create partnerships. So um, what I was doing as an intern is I was helping out um, with charity golf tournaments um, and really helping athletes start on the branding and endorsement side. Mm -hmm. um, so during those two years as an unpaid intern, I wanted to see also another part of the sports arena. So I got an internship with Fox Sports just to learn the media side of the business. Um, I learned a lot, but I also realized it just wasn't for me. Um, I didn't want to just be holding a microphone. They weren't true, authentic conversations. I didn't feel like I was bringing true value. Um, mm -hmm. Even though I was getting news out to the listeners or the, or the viewers, it wasn't that true impact that I was looking for. So um, I left that internship and I went back to the agency and told them I, this is where I want to be. Um, I love the company. And it was right around the time they had transitioned out of their previous events manager at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I was a senior in college down in Austin, Texas. And they said, well, we need you to start Monday. Uh, I was like, well, I graduate in May and this is in <laughs> December. Um, and I took the opportunity. Um, I didn't want to pass it up. And I became the events manager for the agency. And what I was focused on was educating athletes about life after football. Um, huge passion of mine. Um, too often we see a lot of athletes, the average playing day is number one, only three and a half years. Um, we always see these stories of athletes going broke um, and not preserving their assets. And I felt like this was a mission of mine that I can assist with. So what we would do is we would bring eight, or eight businesses to network with 20 athletes over a weekend. And so during this time, this is really where I kind of found my niche in the market where I had a passion for the business side and I had a passion for the athlete side. Um, and so I was the events manager while um, I was obtaining my MBA. Um, my whole focus since I was a kid was to become an, an NFL sports agent. Um, and so while I was an events manager, I then also took over the marketing and PR division. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I really started learning the athlete branding side. Um, and then I became an NFL agent. I was the youngest NFL agent in the business at 25 years old. Um, and I left that agency and started revolving mind media. Um, they wanted me to stay in my previous roles and I didn't want to be held back. So I left, started my own agency and really haven't looked back. Um, and I've been able to utilize all of those bases of, you know, from the event side to the marketing and PR division to learning the agency side as well. 
Um, I really try to bring all the all, all of those components to my agency. And my business partner and I have really scaled the business um, where 50% of our clients are businesses and brands and the other 50% are athletes. Um, and we have done a lot of unique cross-marketing things um, that we'll talk about later on in the show. Um, but that's kind of a little bit about my journey on, you know, I had to put in a lot of time not making any money, but it was relationship building and I was building my base um, to reach where I am today. Mm-hmm. Very, very good moves. So how long have you stayed in the agency before uh, launching your own business? I was at the previous agency for five years um, and I've had Revolving My Media now for four years. Good, 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 good. Awesome. So uh, because you have, you see both sides of the, of the, let's say of the ball or of the story. So um What do you feel are some unique things to sports marketing? Because we never discussed about this before on on the show. And I think it's a really interesting uh, subject. And I'm sure that we can dig some very very good insights from it. What do you think it's different when marketing sports or uh, athletes as opposed to other brands? So we know that, you know, NFL or soccer are some of the biggest sports in the world right? And people idolize these individuals. You see individuals buying LeBron shoes because they love LeBron. They might not even like how the comfort level is, but they see an individual wearing it and promoting it. So we've seen that we can leverage large athlete platforms to help small businesses, middle-sized businesses, large businesses grow Mm -hmm. um, just based on the fan base. Um, Certain types of deals that I think differentiate Revolving My Media than the rest is we really don't do a whole lot of just cash deals for posts. We look at it as like long campaigns. So year, two years, three years, partnerships. Um, But I also, we focus on equity and shares. Um, So when my clients get involved with different businesses, they don't want to just be paid posts and that's it. They're looking for a long-term relationship. And so we focus on uh, obtaining equity of different businesses on behalf of my clients. Um, one client specifically that has taken it to the next level is Jalen Smith of the Cowboys. And he is on the wall behind me, but uh, he, he has equity in 19 different businesses and he's only 25 years old. Um, and so that's diversifying himself. Um, it's that long-term wealth mentality. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a, a little breakdown on why I think athletes um, are utilized for marketing and branding purposes purposes with businesses, but as well as the types of partnerships we're executing. I see. Okay. So uh, that's, that's a very good insight. And uh, how are you? Uh, so you have the roster of uh, athletes and then you have the brands. Um, how do you work with both of them? Do, uh, do athletes come to you to, uh, so you can help them get equity into businesses or establish partnerships or do you go after them or is it referral yeah. based? Great question. Um, When I was 21 and just starting, I was out trying to network and meet these guys all the time. I was recruiting. I was going, going, going. Now everything is referral based. Um, We do no cold calls. Um, Everything comes to us. Um, So it's a. It really is a testament to not just myself, but really my entire team. We've built a really, really strong internal team to be able to scale. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's really the backbone of the business. So um, to answer your question, yeah, no, it's it's really a lot of athletes are finding us. Um, 
and they're all looking for off the field financials, right? They're getting paid to play on the football field, but they know having that Cowboys logo on their helmet carries a lot of weight. Um, and they, they know they can leverage that. So I actually work with all of my clients on all calls, partnerships, et cetera, where it's not just me being their agent speaking on behalf of them, but they're not going to be playing football forever. So I really bring them in, um, to be involved in conversations with those businesses. Um, the second part of your question is how both sides kind of work together. Um, the business and brand side, which my business partner oversees, um, he is full on digital marketing, creative. Um, he's a rock star on that side. Um, I'm involved in it um, and know, you know, I'm on our weekly calls, et cetera. So I know what's going on. But I know that having these athletes in our, on our roster, we can leverage to help these small to mid-sized businesses grow. Um, so now from there, it's just making sure that the athlete truly believes in the business um, and brand, and they're not just going to do it for equity and a business they don't believe in. Um, so that's really how both sides of the businesses work together, um, because the athletes really help grow the visibility of the businesses and brands. Um, and the athletes are looking to associate themselves with like-minded businesses and brands. So that's really how they work in tandem. Mm -hmm, I see. And um, how, how do you got to think about this approach? Because, um, you know, uh, from a marketing agency perspective, when thinking about marketing uh, brands or personal brands in this case and celebrities, uh, you'd tend to just think about communications. But um, is this an element that you came with from your experience as an agent or uh, how, how do you get to this business model in the end? Yeah, it really started just observing it everything at my previous agency and seeing how, how the industry works. Um, and, you know, everyone's talks about the Nikes and the Gatorade because they're on television all the time. But, you know, nowadays we, we know the power of Instagram and social media as a whole. And there's a lot of businesses trying to grow, um, especially during these times where a lot of people are at home. The usage of your phone is through the roof. I know I hate getting the alert of my screen time on my iPhone every week where it's like it keeps going up. And I'm like, I guess that's good because I'm working a lot. But everyone's in front of their screen all the time. Um, and how can we convert that, right? And how can these businesses grow? So yeah, it's really just my background of observing the industry over the past, you know, I started when I was 18 um, as, a, as an intern. So it's been 12 years in the industry, just kind of seeing how it's gone. And that was before Instagram was a thing, right? And so I've seen the evolution of how Facebook to Instagram to seeing what the value of Twitter to even now really utilizing LinkedIn a lot. Um, a lot of my clients have their own personal LinkedIn pages and are connecting with CMOs of businesses to connect with um, based on their interest level. So um, yeah, it really is just on in my background. And um, when I launched, when my business partner and I launched Revolving Mind Media, we saw the athletes, I, I had four, four athletes that I started with, but there was no basis of the agency, right? They're, they're, they're not on monthly retainers. Um, so on a financial side, I knew we needed to get businesses on a monthly retainer on a marketing side to really be able to budget appropriately for the agency. Mm -hmm. um, the way it works on endorsement deals is the agency makes a percentage of the endorsement deals that are negotiated, but those come and go, right? They're not all the time. It's not consistent revenue. So we needed to really create that consistent revenue stream. And that's when we knew we needed to scale the business side of our agency as well 
to really create that foundation. Um, and from there, my business partner and I didn't do everything in the marketing realm. Um, so we didn't offer a PR when we started, but we wanted to hire the right PR individual, the right SEO and SEM manager, um, the right uh, web developer, the right videographer. So there were a lot of services we didn't offer when we launched four years ago. Um, but as individuals brought value to our agency that we didn't offer and we knew it would help the businesses and brands, that's how we scaled the internal team. Mm -hmm. I see. And um, going into the personal branding of the uh, athletes that you work with, um, do you guys manage their social platforms uh, or how, how is the collaboration going? What's, um, what's usually the vibe? How do you get involved with them? Yeah, do, they, do they prefer to handle everything themselves? Do they come to you for advice? Yeah, it's really a team mentality. Um, each client is different. Um, there's a few clients that we manage their social pages. There's a few that don't want anybody to touch their social pages. There's a few that have an assistant that we work with to okay. schedule out content. So I would say it's kind of those three verticals is either us managing, the athlete managing, or an assistant or internal manager um, is typically how that works. Um, we on the agency side are typically creating the roadmap and the game plan and the strategy um, mm -hmm. with the business and brand. Um, and then we utilize different social platforms for scheduling outposts. Um, so we're ahead of the game. Um, every partnership is different, right? There's some partnerships where the athlete has to post once a month. There's some that it's twice a year. Um, so it's really just being organized. Um, and, but we, we lean on the athlete and influencers specifically to advise us on what they prefer. Mm -hmm, I see. Okay. And did you have a, a case maybe uh, in the past where, you know, there was not yet a popular uh, athlete, but eventually they were on the road to becoming a popular uh, celebrity uh, and you had to consult with them and build their personal brand? Uh, do you guys do this as well? And if so, what are some things that you think are worth discussing about? Yeah, um, I'll, do, I'll answer this in two parts. Um, There, one of my now best friends, um, he was he played he was drafted out of South Carolina by the Cowboys. He was a six round pick, so not top. Um, his name is Devontae Holloman. He was drafted in 2013, and especially in football, individuals are not as recognizable. Right, they're wearing a helmet, um, so the partnerships are a little a little trickier in NFL than NBA, where they're a lot more recognizable and there's a lot less players. So when Devante and I sat down to talk about personal branding, I was very blunt with him. I said, you know, people don't in Dallas don't know who Devante Holloman is. You're a six round pick. Um, and the Gatorades and Nikes and Adidas are not the businesses that are coming to call on you. And you need to help build your own business and internal business, right? Right. So we would go to networking events together. He would pull business cards. He would send personal emails, but that's the type of proactiveness that is needed for not a star Tom Brady type of athlete, right? It's the unknown, but you, he still knew the power of having a star on his helmet, right? Playing for the Dallas Cowboys carries a lot of weight. They are the number one valued business in the world, right? It's They're valued at six billion billion dollars. Um, a soccer team is at 5.5, but they're the number one valued business in the entire world is the Dallas Cowboys. So 
we knew there's opportunities. Um, and he, you don't know when he's going to be cut or injured, et cetera. So his entire first year, um, and he actually got, ended up on the last year play or last game of the season, he ended up starting for the Cowboys, had 13 tackles, had a remarkable game. Going into the next year, he was going to be the starting linebacker for the team. Well, in the preseason, he had a freak neck injury and was forced to retire on the spot. And he is my case study in the sense of if you handle your business right, not knowing when you're going to be forced to leave the game or retire or not be signed, he ended up with four job offers right after he re- announced his retirement and handled business the right way. Um, mm-hmm. So I, t- I always love that story just because it's the unknown, is, especially on the football field, is, is, is just not known, right? You don't know how long you're going to play. So going above and beyond um, is a very important key. And it's something I talk to all of my young athlete clients about is you need to start now and you can't wait until you're that star player to be building your business. Um, so that's a case study on um, an individual that um, was unknown, but really knew he needed to capitalize on his business. Um, I'll talk through another case study um, of how I brought both sides of our agency together um, mm-hmm. and how that development worked. Um, so one of our business clients is iCryo. They're the fastest cryotherapy business in the country. Um, they have over 80 sold locations around the entire United States. Um, and they plan to go overseas in the next uh, couple of years as well. Um, we started just managing the CEO's LinkedIn page. That was it. We started off just interacting with potential franchisees. Um, we built an awesome relationship and we then took over his national PR um, for so many. We, the, the list goes on of the content and articles that were written about uh, the CEO, uh, Kyle Jones of iCryo. But then we also knew this is a recovery and health and wellness business, right? And he knew about our athlete roster. Well, Jalen Smith of the Cowboys, who I mentioned uh, um, briefly earlier, he's all about rehab. He had a freak injury his last game in college, and he was supposed to be a top five pick in the draft. He ended up going second round, still a household name, um, but he's looking to build his portfolio. Well, what a story, right? Like he, he had nerve damage. He had drop foot. He wasn't able to raise his foot. Um, he, he had nerve damage. He ended up, a, he fully recovered, but he, he utilized cryotherapy during his recovery. So I felt like it was a match made in heaven where I'm representing two individuals and I was able to help bridge the gap rather than having so many individuals negotiating. Um, and we really brought him together. So not only did Jalen become a brand ambassador, but he also is now opening up his own clinics um, and his own businesses in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where he's from. Um, so he believed in the business so much that he got equity in the business, but he, he's also helping scale their business and opening up in the Midwest. Um, so it's really cool how you know, start off as just a small little relationship managing LinkedIn, but showing Revolving Mind Media's value um, on bringing both sides of our businesses together. So those are two different uh, scenarios on, you know, that unknown player or less lesser known player um, to then that household Jalen Smith name, um, you know, top five player. So those are a couple, couple examples um, that I wanted to share with you today. 
Yeah, very cool. Very interesting. And looking now at the brand uh, side of things. So for example, because we all know that the big brands afford to have partnerships with uh, popular uh, athletes and then it's all good and pink and uh, everybody is happy. But what if uh, there's a smaller brand? Maybe we have a marketing manager from a medium-sized company here on the show uh, Mm -hmm. and they have considered doing this sort of uh, endorsement partnerships and so on, but maybe they weren't sure about the budgets that they need to invest into it on, or how to best tackle it uh, if they should maybe uh, approach directly the the people that they want to work with or if they have to go through an agency. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Great question. Yeah, no, that, that's an awesome question. And I would say if you look at my business right now, um, about 75% of our business are small businesses. Um, and so, as I said, that's that's what I grew up in. So that is a passion of mine, uh, mainly because I can show profit, right? Like one of our clients, Lyft Transportation, I know I'm doing good work, but people are going to utilize their vehicles regardless of it's me or you know something else. So I like working with small businesses because I can show that value. The way we look at working with small businesses is very creative. Um, a lot of small businesses think they need hundreds of thousands of dollars to work with athletes. It couldn't be more far from the truth. We are we do a lot of equity partnerships. We do a lot of share shared partnerships, um, and a lot of these small businesses love that because it allows them to work with said athlete without laying out a lot of capital. Um, but also, the athletes really like it too because they now are a business owner of different businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And so they feel just as invested. Um, when I started off in the industry, we were doing a lot of cash deals and it just wasn't the true, true partner, right? It's just, it, was, it was a financial execution. Well, now they're equity owners and they want what's best for the business. So they're willing to go above and beyond, whether that's mm-hmm. social media posts or stories or video content or testimonials, it's a lot more hands-on. Um, so if I were to talk to say to your listeners, you know, we have a great athlete roster, um, but there's a lot of other athletes out there that we do not represent. And I believe that now athletes are looking for a lot more equity types of deals um, than straight cash partnerships to create long-term wealth um, for generations to come. Um, so that's that would be my advice to those listeners. Mm-hmm. Super. Thanks a lot. Very insightful. So what are some uh, KPIs or how do you track the performance of the partnerships that you establish with uh, the athletes? So uh, if a brand comes to you and then eventually it ends up being a partnership w- with one of the um, athletes on your roster, uh, how do you track performance of specific uh, campaigns or partnerships that go over the longer term? Yeah, I- I'm a big numbers guy, um, and that's why I love the SEO, SEM, and social media components um, of partnerships. It's they're quantified. I can say I this post on Instagram converted to this many um, likes and this many clicks to the page. Right, so I'm not a big likes guy. Um, likes are okay, great. We that individual saw your post. But I don't look at it like as revenue. If uh, now on a different side, if a, a consumer or follower goes to a website and is spending time on a website, I look at that as a conversion. We mm-hmm. got that consumer to take that next step. So we look at impressions, we look at likes, we look at comments. But my biggest thing that I look at is clicks back to click 
backs to the website, um, as well as on the business side of our agency, I'm huge on the SEO and SEM side. So search engine marketing um, and Google ads um, and social media ads. Those are so quantifiable. Um, I can also then see how long the user stayed on each page of the website. So we're able to then analyze, is something missing on the page? Are we, why are they falling off? Um, or we look at the bounce rate. Um, that's another thing of, hey, they stayed under a few seconds and then left the page. Why? What, do we need a call to action at the top? So yeah, I'm a huge numbers guy. Um, and we turn over that data um, to the business owners from the athletes posts. Um, so we're looking at the numbers. Um, because if we want to just say like a th- say a business paid a thousand dollars, that athlete needs to be generating three to four thousand dollars of revenue to that business for it to really make sense, right? No, mm-hmm. they don't want to be running their tires in quicksand. So that's really a couple of those KPAs um, that we look at or KPIs that we look at uh, to really make sure that we're providing that value to both sides. Mm-hmm. Got you. Um, okay, and now uh, taking all this insight and trying to compress it into some actionable points. So as I mentioned, uh, most of our public is into marketing and sales. Uh, we have some entrepreneurs here as well. Um, what would be some actionable things that you think the, uh, you know these guys can, can take away and then can try to implement in their businesses looking at using influencer marketing or celebrity endorsement as part of the marketing mix for their products or for their, for their services? Uh, what would be yeah, maybe like your top, uh, top three uh, picks? Yeah, I think influencer marketing, it, it, it's prevalent now, but I still don't think we're scratching the surface. Um, I would tell your your listeners that, you know, just because they play for a professional sports team, whether it's soccer or, you know, football or basketball, don't be scared to reach out via direct message um, or figuring out who their agent is and really digging into their agency um, because there's a lot of agencies that are looking to connect with, you know, brands that are looking to leverage a platform. Um, So that would be number one is really utilize influencer marketing. Number two, um, I would say is utilizing ads, whether that's on Google or social. Nowadays, you almost, especially on Facebook, you have to really pay to be seen, right? It's otherwise you're just hitting your same individuals um, and you really need to take that next level. Um, And a secondary component to that, that really we focus on as an agency, if we're doing social media management is outbound engagement, we call it. Mm -hmm. Meaning we are commenting on liking and liking on like-minded brands. What does that do? Who is revolving my media commenting and liking on this page? And it gets them over to our page. So you know, a lot of businesses are focused on just posting and hitting their same target market and their same demographic. Mm-hmm. You need to be proactive in getting consumers to your page. So that would be number two. And number three is if you have a passion for sports, don't turn, don't, don't, don't think it's an insurmountable mountain to climb. Um, I was very fortunate to get introduced, but you know, there's internship opportunities all the time. I'm in the sports realm. Again, I did it for two years. It was unpaid, but you had to put in the time to break in. Um, our agency is always hiring interns um, all around the country. Um, we're doing a lot now. Obviously, everyone's working from home um, right now. So even if you're not located in Dallas, feel free to reach out to me on that end. 
Um, but those would be the three pillars that I would say, you know, from influencer marketing to utilizing ads and outbound engagement to chasing your dream, whether it's in sports or something else. Um, don't think that any mountain is too, too tall to climb. Super. Thank you for, uh, thank you for the inspiration at the end as well. Uh, and now I just uh, had an idea. Let's, um, for some extra points <laughs> of value here, uh, because you mentioned you are one of the, you know, the happy cases of businesses that have been growing over the past couple of months where, you know, not so, not so many did. Uh, where are you looking at business-wise right now? Uh, where are you um, going? Wh which direction are you going? What have you changed in the way that you are doing things before with the agency so you can uh, continue to grow in these changing times? I would say the health and wellness spaces are our go-to, but I'll, I'll be transparent with you. The way we built our agency is we don't have any two individuals in the exact same business. And the reason we do that is we will use an Italian restaurant in Dallas, for example. If I have four Italian rep restaurants that I represent, I'm not giving them 100% value each, right? Mm -hmm. So we dive into a lot of businesses. We have an OBGYN doctor. We have a winery. We have a cryotherapy business. Um, we have no niche market. Um, all we do is we dive into who each business is trying to hit and how we can get you there. So I like that because I'm constantly learning about new businesses every single day hitting a female demographic of 30 to 50 to hitting the 18 to 30 year old sports consumer, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all across the board. Um, but I love that because I have new conversations each and every day. Um, during this time, we've converted a lot of businesses that might've been stubborn previously to go onto a digital presence. You have to, right? I'll even look at my father's business. He was previously focused on just in-store retail. He's had to move on to an e-commerce platform um, for selling. And it's been a good, it, that's a good pivot. Um, same thing with uh, doctors, telemedicine. She's doing a lot of virtual visits now um, uh, for telemedicine purposes. Um, we have the winery client, bars aren't open. So they've pivoted to a wine delivery system. So mm -hmm. every business is pivoting a little bit during this time. Um, and as long as, you know, these businesses have at a solid foundation, everyone's going to make it through this hard time. Um, the businesses that are folding are businesses that have had issues for years um, and weren't innovative over the past few years. And now this time is just exemplifying it, um, mm -hmm. is how I kind of interpret businesses right now. Um, but everyone's pivoting um, and trying to figure out what that right opportunity is and how they can generate sales. Um, and that's my main focus. Um, we... We want to generate that revenue and we want to show those numbers coming in. And that's why we don't lose clients. We, we really handle our business the right way. Um, and every business that we work with has been a referral-based business. Um, and so it's really a testament to the team. Um, we, we've scaled the right way and we have the right individuals on our team. Love it. Love it. Monetizing marketing. That's that's a very important thing nowadays. And uh, just to, as a wrap-up... Uh, How can people find you? Uh, who can you help? Um, what's the best platform for them to get in touch? Obviously, we'll have the links in the description below to your agency as well as uh, your profiles. But um, if people want to reach out to you directly and maybe explore a partnership or uh, or the internship that you mentioned, uh, how, what's, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? 
I'm at Aaron Zach 21 on social media platforms. Um, and feel free to re- uh, reach out to revolvingmindmedia.com. Uh, we have a contact us page and I'm happy to answer any and all questions, whether it's internships, whether it's a business that just wants to ask questions on how to leverage athletes um, or just want to see our athlete portfolio. I'm happy to share that with them. Um, but no, this was, this was really, really fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Aaron. Same here. It was very insightful. And as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, this is the first uh, episode that we did in this direction. So I'm really happy that we managed to organize. Thank you again for the time and for the insight and for the energy and advice. Um, until next time, guys, thank you as well for, uh, for joining us and for staying all the way to the end. Uh, we hope you, find it, you found it uh, useful and interesting. And if you have any questions, feel free to uh, reach out to Aaron directly or to us and we'll make sure to, tra- to transfer them onto Aaron. Um, if, you have, if you think that Aaron can help you further, then you'll have his details in the description of the episode. Um, and as always, if you have uh, suggestions, recommendations for us, or you want us to organize another episode together, us and Aaron, uh, on a specific subject linked to this, let us know. And uh, Aaron, I'm sure that we'll be, we'll be able to, to organize it. That sounds great. I really appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next time.